RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. LegCo suspends its debate on extradition laws again after yesterday's disorder. Road and rail travellers face disruption as the fallout from the clashes continues. And in other news, ousted lawmaker Lung Kwok Hung is denied a High Court appeal. Yesterday's LegCo meeting has again been postponed following the violent clashes that broke out over the government's extradition bill. The clashes saw police fire tear gas and rubber bullets on protesters in the worst violence seen in Hong Kong in decades. Police are maintaining a heavy presence around the LegCo complex, guarding the entrance, while riot police patrol nearby Tamar Park. There were a couple of hundred protesters in the area, but most had left. Pan-Democrat legislators had said the situation was still too risky to try to resume debate on the extradition bill. The convener of the Pan-Democratic camp, Claudia Moe, said the LegCo meeting should be suspended until the government withdraws the extradition bill. She added that she could not decide for protesters at Admiralty whether they should stay or leave. The Democrats would reiterate that uh, uh, we would demand, uh, we would wish uh, Andrew Lerm to keep uh, making correct decisions, including putting this full council meeting on hold until Kerry Lam agrees to scrap this evil law. Uh, We wouldn't be uh, calling on uh, people uh, uh, to come or go like that because yesterday we definitely uh, called on people to come again and surround the legislature peacefully, right? And uh, the fact that there's no more meeting and then we tell them to go, uh, this is, uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, we're not here to order people come or go just like that. We do believe in uh, the people's free mind and free will. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe says he believes there'll be even bigger clashes if LegCo resumes discussion of the bill. People is very determined to not let the bill pass and they will come again. And more people will come than yesterday. If uh, the threat is very imminent, the threat to pass the bill is very imminent, then sure, the people will come. I'm not hoping that, but I am very worried that a even bigger scale of clash will happen if the Legislative Council insists to resume the meeting. A couple of hundred protesters remained in Tamar Park, and some of them have now packed away their supplies and left. At one point, anti-triad officers stopped and searched three people. Damon Pang sent this report from the park. There are a lot of angry protesters against police officers who, in about three, four dozens of them, surrounded three people at a corner of Tamar Park. They stopped the three people and searched their bodies, but nothing was found and they are now letting the three people go. The three people said they were only picking up trash in Tamar Park, but scores of protesters surrounded the area and were upset by the police's searches. Education sector lawmaker Ipkin Ewan says he's requested that LegCo President Andrew Lung not resume the debate because of the great concern in society over the bill. He also expressed shock at police tactics during yesterday's protests, saying they in no way amounted to a riot. I could not imagine that Hong Kong police was employing that kind of excessive force. And they are not only using tear gas, they are using tear gas at a very short distance and spray on people. I myself, I have to run on the street in order to escape from those kind of violence. You know, they are using baton to beat the people in a group and the people actually did not do anything. They just stood there without doing anything. 
The former Civil Service Secretary Joseph Wong has urged the Independent Police Complaints Council to look into whether excessive force was used by officers during yesterday's protests. He says he's not just concerned about rubber bullets being used, but that officers aimed their shots at protesters like they were shooting prey. I see some of the protesters sticking up break from the ground, but I have not seen them being used. I, I see sort of uh, those iron rods on display. I have not seen them being used, but I see policemen aiming at protesters and firing bullets. And I saw young people being shot at the head. We should keep a balance and not just to blame everything on the protesters and, and label them as rioters. Innes Tang, chairman of the pro-government group Politics Social Strategic, says if the extradition bill was passed, people would see that not many suspects would be transferred to the mainland. He says he agrees with the chief executive, Carrie Lam, who yesterday accused protesters of openly orchestrating a riot. We can see the scene, we can see the riot. People using spare and rock and brick, that's lethal weapon against police, tear gas and pepper sprays. My point is that those people are rioters. Rioters should pay their price. Parts of Harcourt and Lungwo Roads, Tim May Avenue and Queensway remain closed while debris is cleared from the streets. More than 100 bus routes have been diverted and at least 18 services cancelled. People are being urged not to drive to Admiralty, Wan Chai or Central. In addition, central government offices won't reopen until Saturday and Admiralty MTR station is closed. The MTR Corporation says morning services on the Kwantong line were disrupted after some passengers aboard a home and tin-bound train prevented doors from closing and called for emergency help at some stations. The rail operator says the passengers in question gathered on a platform in Chukengleng station at about 8am. China's ambassador to London has disputed protesters' claims that the proposed extradition law violates assurances Beijing gave to London ahead of the handover in 1997. Lu Jiaming said the changes were initiated by the Hong Kong government, not the central authorities. I think the whole story has been distorted. This case is about to rectify the deficiencies, plug the loopholes of the existing legal system. You portrayed the story as uh, the Hong Kong government made this amendment under the instruction of the Beijing government. As a matter of fact, Beijing, the central government, gave no instruction, no order about the making amendment. This amendment was initiated by the Hong Kong government. A bipartisan group of US senators has released a statement in support of the protests. The group includes Republican former presidential candidate Mitt Romney, six of his fellow Republicans and three Democrats. They said the demonstrators' courage in the face of threats, police batons and tear gas was an example for the world world to follow. Earlier, the Speaker of the US House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, threw her support behind the protests. She said Congress would review US ties with Hong Kong if the extradition bill passed. And the European Union has called on Hong Kong to respect the rights of its citizens. The EU foreign policy chief said European countries shared many of the concerns raised by people in Hong Kong regarding the government's extradition reforms. In other news, ousted lawmaker Lung Kwok Hung has failed in his attempt to appeal against his disqualification in the top court. 
A three-judge High Court panel refused to grant leave to Mr Lung after he lost his seat for failing to take his oath of office properly in 2016. His disqualification, along with those of three other pro-democracy legislators, came after Beijing interpreted the basic law on how people in public office should take oaths. Mr Lung's lawyer had argued the issue should be discussed at the Court of Final Appeal because it's of great public importance, but the High Court said this was a repetition of his earlier arguments. Donald Trump says he would accept damaging information about his political opponents during next year's election campaign, even if it came from a foreign government. And he wouldn't necessarily inform the FBI about it. From Washington, here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Questions continue to be asked about a meeting in the summer of 2016 between a Russian lawyer and senior members of the Trump campaign, including the president's son, Donald Jr., They had apparently been promised dirt about the Democrats' presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. In an interview with America's ABC News, Mr Trump said if the same thing happened again, he wouldn't necessarily call the FBI, and he denied it was electoral interference. Instead, the president described it as opposition research. Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe says he wants to play a role in efforts to ease the escalating tensions between Iran and its US-backed neighbours. Mr Abe was speaking during a visit to Tehran, the first by a Japanese leader for more than 40 years. After what he described as candid talks with President Hassan Rouhani, Mr Abe said war had to be avoided at all costs. The road to this point was long, but I believe the path from here is wide and has good views. We must both work towards that. It will require much effort, but we must do so for the peace of the Middle East region and the world. Towards that goal, Japan is determined to not give up and fulfil its part to the utmost. A massive operation has been launched in western India to prepare for what the authorities have described as a very severe storm. Cyclone Vayu is expected to make landfall this morning in the state of Gujarat, with winds of up to 165 kilometres an hour. More than 300,000 people have been evacuated. Thousands of critically endangered snails have been released back into the wild after being rescued from the edge of extinction. The greater Bermuda land snail was thought to have died out long ago due to the use of pesticides and the introduction of predatory snails on Bermuda. Here's the BBC's Helen Briggs. The greater Bermuda land snail was thought to have become extinct several decades ago. Then an empty but recently vacated shell was discovered in the city's capital, Hamilton. A colony of snails had survived unnoticed inside plastic bags in an alleyway. Some of the snails were sent to the UK for breeding. The creatures multiplied well in captivity, needing little more than moist soil and lettuce or sweet potato. 4,000 snails from Chester Zoo have now been taken back to Bermuda and released into the wild. Markets a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,072. That's 235 points down on the previous close. Turnover this morning was $44.4 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.34 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 92 cents. Sport now, here's Joanne Wong. Starting with NHL and the St. Louis Blues have made history. The team have been the oldest in the league without a Stanley Cup victory, but they beat the Boston Bruins 4-1 in Game 7 to seal the historic trophy. 
Brian O'Reilly and Alex Pietrangelo scored late in the first period, and Braden Shen and Zach Sanford added goals in the third to help the Blues clinch the title after five decades of trying. In basketball, Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant has confirmed that he underwent surgery for a ruptured right Achilles tendon. He revealed the severity of his injury on social media two days after getting hurt during Game Five of the NBA Finals in Toronto. He was just returning from a strained right calf that a sidelined him for a month. The two-time Finals MVP could now miss the whole of next season for rehabilitation. Golden State will host Toronto in Game Six of the Finals tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Victory for the Raptors will give them their first ever NBA title. In soccer's Women's World Cup, hosts France beat Norway two goals to one. The BBC's Vicky Sparks with more on that game in Nice. What's a World Cup these days without a VAR debate? France had it to thank for their second-half winner after referee Bibiana Steinhaus awarded them a controversial penalty for Engen's challenge on Toront. Le Sommer coolly slotted home the spot kick, moving within six goals of becoming France's all-time leading scorer. Govan had put France ahead early in the second half before Renard's calamitous own goal tapping into her own net while attempting to put the ball out for a corner. Norway will certainly feel they deserve more. France looks set for the knockout stage. And South Korea tournament is all but over after they went down 2-0 to Nigeria in Group A. Germany beat Spain 1-0. The third men's golf major of the year gets underway later today at Pebble Beach in California. The U.S. Open has been all about Brooks Kepa in recent years. He's going for a hat-trick of wins and is coming off the successful defense of his U.S. PGA crown last month. One of his key rivals could be Tiger Woods, who won the U.S. Open on the same course 19 years ago. In the Cricket World Cup, Australia beat Pakistan in Taunton after David Warner hit his first international century since his return from a ball-tampering ban. More from a cricket commentator, Sunir Chaudhry. Australia came away winners by 41 runs against Pakistan, but not before they had been given a scare by Mohamed Amir's five-wicket haul and uh, knocks of 40s by Hafiz, Sarfraz and Wahab. And speaking of scare, Yes, the organizers have been given one by the weather. Three games have been washed out so far, and the weather over the next few days doesn't look good either, including for the game between India and New Zealand tomorrow in Nottingham, or rather today in Nottingham. Dominican officials say they've arrested an alleged gunman and five accomplices in the shooting of former Boston Red Sox baseball star David Ortiz, but they offered no information on possible motives. And that's the sport. John Wong there. To end the news, the top stories once again. LegCo suspends its debate on extradition laws again after yesterday's disorder. Road and rail travellers face disruption as the fallout from the clashes continues. And ousted lawmaker Lung Kwok Hung is denied a quarter-final appeal hearing. The news from RTHK. Once I was outside 